Welcome back to Winning at Life. We are back, and I just want to take a moment real quick to wish you guys, or, you know, to hope that you guys had a great Christmas with friends and families and get to exchange those gifts and show show your love to them in those ways. But today I'm extremely excited about this episode because today we're going to be talking about how to structure ourselves and set goals for coming up to 2023, whether it's in your career, your faith, your family, or, or and so on. But as far as like the ideal person that you guys want to become or strive towards, how to structure ways to, to get you closer aligned with that with that version of yourself. And today we have on is Caleb Bergen Minnie. But no, Aaron, I really appreciate me back on this one today. I really, uh, really enjoy these Sunday afternoon sessions, especially I can't think of a better time to do it like than Christmas. I was kind of thinking about, you know, the day this came on, right? Christmas is a day of, of giving, but it's also a day of remembrance and self-reflection in a lot of ways. And I think one of the best ways to self-reflect and realize, hey, every day is a new gift. Um, every year is a new gift. And what better way to really honor that gift than to go out there and accomplish the most you possibly can. And so kind of think about the new year coming up. Obviously, New Year's, new year's resolutions are big things that people do. And I'm curious, right. like yourself, have you ever set many New Year's resolutions? <laughs> Was I serious about setting New Year's resolutions? No, not at all. I would say I would do something and then it would never, you know, come to fruition. I never had some sort of plan as a breakdown of how I'm going to accomplish this thing or, you know, what I'm going to give up or what I'm mm-hmm. going to start implementing in my in the year to come. Never really took it seriously. It was almost turned into one of those things where it's like, it's just another birthday, you know, um, <laughs> just another year around the sun. Like, okay. okay. But you have said them before. It's like, do you remember, like, what are some of the New Year's resolutions you've set in your past? Man. I been like I've been using nicotine for six years, right? Yep. And that was something that I would say that I would quit. You know, New Year's, this is the day. This is the day I'm stopping. And then like the second, you know, January second, I'm I'm using it again. So it's been it's been like that those 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 sort of defeats and, and those loss mm-hmm. of victories when you kind of set your mind to something that's really kind of sets the tone for the year, right? You're like, I'm gonna do this. And then you kind of set yourself up for failure because you weren't really planning that out to set yourself up for success rather than you know, just kind of winging it and just saying, like, hey, I'm gonna do it, but halfway in, halfway out, creating that uncertainty and just, you know, spinning your wheels, man. You're not you're setting yourself up for failure. So this year I've been super intentional and being in an environment where I've actually surrounded myself with individuals that take this seriously and they set up goals and they see and having a purpose to attach themselves to, to raise that identity. I think it's going to be a very promising year. And I've already taken steps to get to the point where I'm not using nicotine and I use resources available to me. I've been stepping down off of, uh, I haven't purchased a can of dip in six months been using, which I mean, I count that as a victory. You know, and I've been using Zins to kind of wean myself off of nicotine. I'm down to three milligrams, uh, you know, one pouch. So coming into this new year, I'm th- I'm really I'm hyped up, and I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm hyped up for it, man. Uh, that's that's awesome, man. You know, I remember going back and having those conversations with you. You're talking about, you know, very few things in your life have been a crutch. Um, you, you, you try to strive to be the best you can in so many areas. And really you, you have a trait that I think is very admirable and that is personal accountability. You, you own almost every area of your life, whether it's for better or for worse. And 
I know that was like one of the only things that you were telling me is like, hey, this is like one crutch I haven't been able to kick for so long. And uh, you said you tried before from from what you just mentioned. And I think you hit on a topic there that oftentimes goes overlooked. And, and when we hear it, it sounds so simple. It sounds so just common sense. But at the same time, so many people fall prey to it each and every year. And it's that, oh, new year, new me, like resolutions. Right. Everyone says it. Everyone says yeah, it. Right. But um, 2023 is going to be my year, you know. Yeah. Like, and then like, oh, when are you going to start losing weight? Well, my my diet starts New Year's or when are you going to wean off nicotine? My, my, it starts New Year's. And I think a lot of people, the reason why so many New Year's resolutioners fail is that they're relying on a date to make the change in their life, not an action. Mm-hmm. So a date versus a daily action. And so when you think about it, like when people say, hey, I've got bad health or, hey, I really want a better working life or a more a better family life balance, a better mental health, but I'm going to start on New Year's. Well, one of two things happens or even both. Like when most people start planning New Year's resolutions, it's towards the end of the year, right? Right. And so what that means is that they're not happy with something in February. They're probably going to wait seven, eight, nine months before they start thinking about changing it because right. it's not a new year yet. And then when they do have that motivation, people make decisions when they're highly motivated. And so maybe in August 10th, you're like ready to change. You're ready to come off that nicotine. But when you set your timer of, okay, hey, I'm going to do it starting the new year. Well, four months down the road, you know, your, your motivation might be gone. And so I think that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty common thing a lot of people get trapped in. Yeah. And it's thinking a date will change them, not the daily action starting today. Yeah, and going off of that, uh with with that it's and i found myself every time i made this sort of like fixated a date in my mind where i'm like hey i'm gonna do this you know what i do all the days up to that i enjoy that vice significantly like oh yeah i'm about to quit whatever i'm gonna i'm gonna take two cans one can whatever i'm gonna do it all and then when i when i when that date comes up cold turkey that's what i'm gonna do but mm-hmm. what I have found out and what I've had to go through myself through my trials and tribulations is understanding that it's not about, you know, doing it on that date. It's working up to do it on that date. Mm-hmm. And the way that I've done this is by building self-confidence and trust within myself. So, and this goes in, this isn't just about what the goal is, but it's like, okay, so this is what I'm going to do today. And I do it. This yeah. is, Hey, I'm going to paint this wall because I'm, you know, redoing my basement right now. So I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to paint this wall and I do it that day. You know, it's not just something that I keep on pushing off or I don't make a priority because you have time to do that. Like I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm busy and I have a lot of priorities and responsibilities to take care of. But if I say something, I'm going to take, I'm going to do this task today and I do it, then, you know, that's, that's building that self-confidence. And that's something that uh, my parents have been, on their fit they're they've been doing uh, weight loss and I've been very encouraging with it because I know it's something that they've both been struggling with and I've been I've been loving to see their 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 progress so far but yet slow but when you're living a life of instant gratification and you're attacking a goal that's going to be delayed you're not going to see those results until six seven eight months down the road where you're like wow I lost 40 pounds and it's and like I now I'm out here shopping for new clothes you know like it's those things when you're, when you submerge yourself in an environment where it's immediate, everything's so immediate. And then you're chasing after a delay gratification. There's a culture shift that you got to change your mind. 
and two. So seeing them be so self-disciplined on it, like they, they haven't had sweets. There's sweets all over the house. We host Christmas. Sweets all over the house. And they haven't touched any sweets today that I've seen. And they've implemented, they're starting back on their diet already. And that's what I told them. I told them, I was like, use the holidays to, I mean, be able to reward yourself. Hey, like this is family. You bond with family over food. Like I can't, I'm sorry. I can't practice self-restraint. I can't have a, yeah, I can't be in the present with someone if I can't like in, indulge into, into some sweets or some foods. I'm a big foodie. I love, I love my food. And that's how I bond with people. When I have a good time, it's, there's got to be some good food, some maybe some food per- perversions going on. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, you hit on something there that, that intrigues me. And it's when you look at people that set goals for the new year or just goals in general, you know, even though every person is different in some way, shape or form, we think differently or in a different situation in life. The goals we set for most people are usually very, very similar. A very common one is getting into better shape, right. um, having a better career, better work-life balance, spending more time with their family. Like Almost all of us, we have these basic needs we're trying to fit. But what's interesting is that when you look at people that set these very similar goals, you see this vast array of different people that accomplish them versus those that don't. And when you look at it, when you look at the people that stick to those resolutions, they truly do see them out there's not really a common thread physically or visibly or even career-wise about who makes it and who doesn't. You'll have somebody that looks exactly like the next person and one person makes it, the other person doesn't. Right. And so when I look at goal setting and when I look at trying to accomplish what you set out to do, um, something that's always made me curious is what determines whether or not you will make it to that goal. And I think that's something that's really not so much external as it is internal. It's and, definitely um, internal. Yeah, I want to ask you a question on this one, just because I think that you you might be able to give some insight on this without even realizing that you'd be able to give insight. And that is one of the most common goals we hear people set every year is I'm getting in better shape. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you take very good care of your body. You're very determined about maintaining a healthy balance between your work and your mind and your physical body and your and your mental body. And the physical and mental bodies are two of the hardest things to train, but just for today's purposes, instead of going into mindset, I want to talk about your actual physical body, your strength, your stamina, your cardio. That's something that you pour a tremendous amount of discipline into. I mean, every single day you're in the gym, you follow a diet plan you have for years. You're up at 5 a.m. when most people are sleeping in way past that and you you don't miss that's one of the most difficult goals that people set out to do. But for some reason, you've been able to do this, not just for a few weeks or a few months, but for years of your life. And so I'm curious to look into your mind and see what do you think or why do you think you are so devoted to that when so many other people fail? Because that's a goal that is extremely difficult to achieve. It is a mental battle. It's a physical battle. There's pain, there's soreness, there's delayed gratification, there's exchanges through what you eat and what you do. I mean, that's one of the more, most difficult goals for people to accomplish. And so when you look at you and how you've been able to maintain it for so long, what got you started and what do you think keeps you going? <laughs> that is a great question, Caleb. And what I would have to say to you that got me started was just being active in school, being uh, with, with sports and whatnot and just showing up daily and having some sort of physical activity. And then what I've noticed kind of stepping back, you know, as years gone by, you know, the farther I get away from school, the more I realize that there's a lot of people that that just 
suck get sucked into the the work life the you know work eat sleep work eat sleep cycle and for me it was just a release honestly it was a chance to just get out challenge myself continue pushing myself and it wasn't like it wasn't until recently that I really started developing a mindset as far as being intentional about things but I would tell I can tell you this that if I didn't hit the gym it, I would feel guilty you know, if I didn't take the time to be there to push myself, even if it's just showing up. And I think that's the biggest part is just showing up. Mm -hmm. Right. Just uh, I mean, I've heard testimonies of some personal trainers or whatnot. And when they challenge their clients, they just said, show up to the gym five minutes, 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Get on the get on the treadmill, walk for three minutes. It doesn't matter. Just show up. And eventually you'll get to the point where it's like, this is my schedule. This is, this is what I'm, you know, I, I have convinced myself that this is what I'm doing on a daily basis. And this is why I'm showing up. And eventually it'll get to the point where you're not, if you don't show up, you feel guilty about it. And you kind of just ingrain that in your brain and in your mind and in your, and attach that emotion to it. Then you'll, you'll start, you know, upholding it, you know, on you know, today. I didn't get to go to the gym because it was, it was a uh, Christmas, but you know what I did do? <laughs> I went to three different gyms today trying to make because I couldn't find them on uh, on Facebook or or uh, or Google Maps or anything like that with saying like there's selected hours. So I I even went to a local community center here called Pritchard that has a little gym that isn't much at all, but it was a gym and it was a, a chance for me to kind of get get my workout in for today. And it, what's that? So I love that man. <laughs> it, it almost sounds like just listening to what you're saying here is that it's it's not so much the goal itself or even the person itself that determines if you're successful. It's almost the emotional attachment to it. Right. And so you said for you, like it started off just kind of part of your routine to where like, hey, this is what I did in school or for sports. But then it got to the point to where now you're doing this to de-stress. You're doing this to have mental clarity and almost like this personal accountability that now if you skip, you feel like you haven't just missed the gym you've almost failed on yourself what you set yeah. out to do well and so how, Caleb, much do think, how much do you think an emotional connection um a, a real why behind it plays into your consistency um, a big part of my why is what my dad and my parents are actively fighting against right now and i and i love that they're i mean it's never too late right that they're mm. taking the opportunity to work on their well-being to be there for their grandkids to share those memories that you can have because you're buying back time. And ultimately you practice, you're practicing that self-discipline and you're buying back that time. So for me, like it's, that's part of it. You know, I don't want to be, I want to be able to help my kid in any aspect or any, any ambition that they have, uh, you know, going into the future, but ultimately just, you know, I, I, so people ask me like what do you like why do you do a bulk and why do you do a cut and, and when they ask me why are you cutting I say I'm practicing self-discipline because mm -hmm. there's a lot of times in life especially if you're you know if you're working for someone that you don't have any sort of accountability as far as you know you do something wrong it's someone whoever's supervising over you that, that's going to get the you know get the the finger shook at you um I mean granted there is you know there is some sort of consequences associated with it but at the end of the day you're not working for yourself. You're not, you know, you're not account. You're not responsible for your success. You're not responsible for your paycheck. You're responsible for showing up. And that same instance, instance, as far as working for someone else kind of ties into the gym, you know, you, you show up, 
And eventually you'll get to the point where you're showing up and you're like, okay, well, I'm here. Let me do something with it. Let me break a sweat. Let me burn some calories. Let me get a lift. You know, let me get stronger. Let me get better today. And it just starts compounding like a snowball, like a, a, you know, a small snowball that kind of like goes down a hill and then eventually gets bigger and bigger as it goes, generating more momentum and more mass. So, you know, you know, I love about that right there. Um, again, you might even not know that you said it, but I, I caught it. I want everyone else to catch it as well, is that you took this really difficult goal, something that, again, requires sacrifice, requires pain and, and just discipline. And a lot of times just things that you don't want to do, soreness and delayed gratification for months and not even years. You took this goal and you attached it to something really important to you and you attached it to something also really important to you, but that's not directly related to you as far as your life what i mean by that is so the first one you attached it to was your parents like that's attached to you but that's not your life mm-hmm. you attach it to the life of people that you care for your loved ones people that you want to see do better you attach part of this of hey i saw where my parents are at and i want to know that i never ever run into that situation myself but more than that i also want to be a good example for them showing them that hey i'm in this with you that's right. a really strong reason. So there's that there's that reason that you're attached to, but is distant from yourself. And then the second one was how you related it to life and saying, hey, no matter where I go in life, there's going to be things that are tough. There's going to be you know, things that don't work out, whether I'm employed or whether I'm an employee or whether I'm a business owner or whether I'm, I'm working for a business or anything. There's going to be things that you know are going to be difficult, but no one's coming to save you. Mm-hmm. You're here. You showed up. You put in the work. No one's coming. Right. And I think that's the way that all goals, when you look at people who are successful and achieve them, it's not because they're bigger, faster, stronger, better looking or anything like that. I think it really boils down to, hey, who has the bigger reason why they are doing this beyond just the body? Because I can't tell you how many people I know that says, oh, I want a six pack. And then a week later, they quit. There's no <laughs> attachment to it, right? How yeah. many people say, I want a better career, but they go make one phone call to a better offer, offer the offer turns them down and then they're done. Right. You put something behind them, something they can't lose, something greater than just themselves. And you'd be amazing the walls that people that that people knock down. Yeah. So um I think that's a big as far as like sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Caleb. But as far as like structure and goals for the new year, you were mentioning accountability. And I think that's something that you have to play that has to play into it when you structure these goals as far as okay, when am I when am I cutting myself short? You know, when am I not upholding what I want? What am I venturing off of that version of myself that I want to attain or that type of person that's able to deserve these goals that I'm setting, right? It's not about when you set goals, if you didn't have, I mean, if you, okay, so if you set goals, right, it's because you don't deserve them right now. And the point of setting the goals is working to be that person that actually deserves them. So when you're breaking down goals, Caleb, I'm interested as far as, you know, so for, so our listeners, as they move into this new year, that when they come structuring themselves and as far as what they want to aspire to, what they want to challenge themselves to, how do you do that? Do you structure it in like sectors of your life, pillars, like foundation, like what are your foundational cornerstones of your life that you're looking to strive and do better? No, oh, I love this question. Um, so I think everyone has different ways in which they set their goals, but how you set your goal matters because that's going to determine your chances of actually achieving it. 
And so for me, again, as I told you, I'd love to say that I have all these original thoughts, but really what I have is <laughs> I've studied men and women. I've looked up to men and women who have achieved things that I want to achieve. Right. In their fitness, I have people I look up to. In their faith, I have people that I look up to. In their family and, and on the Milan, I have men and women who I've picked out that I want what they have. And I ask them, what do they do? And so a lot of things I'm going to tell you are things that are not really secrets. They're, they're things that many of you have heard before, but perhaps I just added a different spin to it to make mm -hmm. it work for um, but number one, like what I want to do, it, it kind of goes back to what we talked about in our last session is that I determine the destination I want to be at hundred percent. Right. This is where I want to be. I want this type of person. I want this type of family, this type of life, this type of health. And then I reverse engineer from that to make the decisions that give me the direction to get that destination. But how I do it first and foremost, I think is again, mapping it out and being, then being very smart with it. And so when I say the word smart, I mean an acronym and many of you all probably heard this before. But SMART is a way to set a goal. It stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and a Timeline. Specific goals. To say, I want to be in better health doesn't do enough. There's not a tangible thing you can associate that with. I want to lose five pounds of, of fat and gain three pounds of muscle. That's a specific goal. Measurable. You can measure that. You can, you can see your progress. If you can track it, you can stay on target to attain it. Mm -hmm. uh, attainable. If I were to say, hey, this year I want to trillionize my income and go from where I am now to like a trillion dollars, that's a specific goal. <laughs> it is measurable. I, I can measure my progress towards it. However, it's not really attainable at this time. And so I don't want to set myself up for that. Realistic, that's the fourth part. And then also a timeline. Not I want to be a trillionaire, but I want to be a trillionaire by this date. Not I want to gain three pounds of muscle, lose four pounds of fat, but I want to do so by this specific date. Mm -hmm. And the reason that's also important, Aaron, is number one, again, specific is everything. Because if you don't have a destination, there's no way you can set your compass to get there. Right. Measurable is also extremely important um, because you have to be able to see progress. And the reason why this is so important is so many people set a big, big goal, which is amazing. But that's like building a staircase with only one step. Well, it's, it's the same. 20, yeah, yeah, it's a it's twenty. Same, yeah, and if it's a big goal like that, it it's hard to generate that momentum when it seems so. It almost makes you feel insignificant. Yeah, you know, if you have a big goal. Exactly. exactly, and that's where it comes in. It's like it's like building a staircase. You know, you can get to the second floor, but if you build it in just one step, it's not. And then that, that's way too big. And so that's why the third letter attainable is so important. And this is something that. It sounds almost like common sense, but it's something that many of us don't ever really do despite that. And it's that we set goals that are so incredibly large and they sound impressive. They make us really energized. But in the back of our mind, we know it's not attainable or or even if the moment we think it is very soon during our course, we're going to discover that it's not attainable in the time frame we set. Again, to go from where I am now to a billion dollars a year in income. Possible? Sure. Realistic and attainable? Probably not right now. Right. And that's where that fourth letter comes in, R. And this is one that I think is so important to look at because many people, they don't like this word when it comes to goal setting. They think that the word realistic is limiting. Mm -hmm. I don't do that at all. I think reality and realisticness, that is a part of life that you have to look at. I mean, when you set goals and you dream, you would almost be a fool to not be realistic because you are going against a proven and well-known law of the universe that there is something called reality. 
Right. Now, reality doesn't mean you accept where you are right now, because we know we can always continue to grow ourselves. Right. What it means to me personally is that when you look at where you are right now, set goals that are going to push you where you are right now, but are also attainable for where you are right now. And the reason why this is so important is one of the leading causes for people to quit their goals and to stop is they set goals that are not impossible, but they aren't attainable in this exact moment. Right. And I'll give you a really good example, just kind of keeping with the income so people can measure it. Wherever you are right now in income, whoever's listening, say, okay, hey, my goal is I want to 10x that income. Well, some of you might be in a position where it is realistic, where you can do that in this next year. Some of you on the call, though, you might realize that, hey, all this is attainable. It's not going to be a one-year thing. You might have to, you can absolutely start a new business. You can start a new venture, maybe get a promotion and it is attainable. But is a business, if you started it today, is it realistically going to be able to 10X your income within the next 365 days? If the answer is no, that's not a limiting goal. That's not a that's not a limiting realization. That's just a hey, where I am right now, this is what's possible for me. Right. I got to be realistic because if you're not realistic, you can't plan accordingly. You can't strategize. You're going to make foolish decisions based upon emotion and not logic. Right. And then of course that timeline. And so setting smart goals is extremely important. I think when you break down that acronym, each and every one of them plays a part, and you have to understand that these are not set to limit you. They're set to set set you up on that staircase type of thing. Like a realistic goal and, a measurable <laughs> and an attainable goal takes that one massive staircase from one step down to 10. Right. I know that if I were to stand in the staircase right now, I can't step up seven steps at a time. I can attain the height of seven steps, but I have to be realistic and step one step at a time. Now, at no point when I walk up these stairs, do I tell myself I can't make it to the top. Yeah, But I broke down that big goal into realistic, attainable steps for where I am right now. One at a time, two at a time, three at a time, until I was in a position to attain that seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth step. Right. And I kind of want to, you know, going off of that, Caleb, is setting those smart goals and things like, and, and things of that nature. I think that when it comes to your life, that whether it's your personal, your spiritual, your physical, you know, whether it's in your family or so on about who you want to like, what are these goals that you want to achieve or who you, like these standards that you want to put in place for yourself to get you there. If your career isn't one of those things that you can sit there and say, hey, I want to strive and obtain these objectives in it, then I highly suggest that you rethink your career or or you really work on your mentality mm -hmm. because. If you can't sit here and say, I'm going to do the best that I can today to be the best that I am, then you're going to have to do some serious self-reflecting to figure out why. Like, why do you not feel like you can't attain the things that you want to attain or, or perform to 100% of your ability when you step in and do that work? If it's not fine, if you're not finding some sort of fulfillment in it, then you're going to have to do some soul searching and figure out, okay, maybe I need to try new, new things or maybe start something different because realistically, you're going to be spending about one third of your life at that job. And if you're not happy, then you're bringing that back to your home and it's just a downward spiral. And then that starts, that starts not being able to uphold any goals that you set in your spiritual life or your personal life or your physical life. Because if you're sitting there and you're not, not happy, it's rough. I mean, I can, I can attest to that when I'm, when I was in basic, I threw on 20 pounds because a, I wasn't really getting workouts in because I went to the air force and, and B, <laughs> 
and B, I was like, food is such a comfort to me. Like I love if I'm stressed out or unhappy or any things of that nature, I indulge significantly into that vice as far as that's where I find my happiness is in my, in my stomach. So. No. And you know, I love something you said there and you talked about, Hey, the environment that you're in is going to determine so much about your probability of success. And I think that's very true. Uh, your friends will either make you or break you. Your workplace will either make you or break you, not mm -hmm. because, you know, they are this all-powerful thing, but because they do determine how you think. And it's one of those things that I believe if you don't like where you are in life, change it. If you don't like your job, change it. If you don't you like take your that accountability. Yeah, if you don't like your health, change it. If you don't like your relationships, change you first. Otherwise, you're going to bring you to the next one. But at the end of the day, there has to be change. Right. So, I won't go too far into, you know, okay, well, my career, like what if I'm here or there? Because the truth of the matter is there's nothing on the face of this earth that one human or another hasn't faced at some point in time. Right. I promise no matter what someone's situation is, someone else in life has gone through it, probably someone that they know. And if that's the case, if that person was able to break the cycle, or if they can find someone else that has broken the cycle, whether it be through a book or a mentor or a video or something like that, you can learn what you need to learn to break it yourself. It's just mm -hmm. a matter of Will you? It does it matter enough? Is there that deep enough emotional connection to do so? And so I think having that that culture around you is so incredibly important. And it doesn't have to come through your work, but it has to come through people that you believe in, that believe in you, and that know you well. And right. it's just even better if they're in a position to help you obtain that through a very big majority of your life. Right. And so there's that piece, Aaron. And I think the last piece that I think when I look at my goals is again, this is how I do it. It's a little bit different than some because some people are all or nothing. And I think that in some situations that that's the way to be. Mm -hmm. But in other situations, I think that it is wise to, to have a level of scales for yourself. Flexibility. I set goals. Um, I set them at three tiers. And so first and foremost, like you, Aaron, uh, I look at the areas of my life that I would like to set goals in. Going back to that health, going back to that professional career, that personal life, whatever it is. And then... What I'll do is I will set three levels to my goals. My first level are going to be my stretch goals. Now, these stretch goals, they are going to take massive amounts of growth. They're going to take everything I have. They're going to push me to my limits, but they are possible. Mm -hmm. Not possible 10 years from now, but possible with what I have today, where I'm at today, and what resources I can use today. So they're going to push everything I have today because I got to keep them realistic and attainable. And then next year, up them up again. But stretch goals, they're possible. They're going to take everything I am. But second, I set my minimum standard goals. Now, these are goals that I'm going to push for no matter what. I'm getting these done. These are non-negotiable. They have to happen. All right. They're going to occur. There's no reason why they should not occur. I have everything I need to get them done. These are, these are happening. But then I will set a third set. And these are my worst case scenario goals. And a lot of people, they say, well, Caleb, if you set tiers, all you're doing is giving yourself a fallback. And the answer is absolutely not because I don't look at this as a fallback. I don't look at this as a fallback at all. My worst case scenario goals are cemented in with reality. And what this basically means is if everything goes wrong in my life, mm -hmm. everything goes wrong. Um, I lose my health. Maybe I'll, I'll lose family and loved ones. I, I go bankrupt. Things go terrible. 
Worst case, these things are happening. Now, these goals, depending on what they are, they might be actual tangible goals in career or it might be tangible goals in fitness. But more than anything, they're going to be goals like, hey, I will constantly, constantly catch myself if I start slipping into depressive thoughts or negative thoughts, constantly going to grab gratitude. Uh, or, hey, no matter how bad things get, I'm going to make sure that I'm always in a position where I'm trying to help others in it. You know, goals are going to be more of like character-based goals. Yeah. That when things are terrible and now it's no longer your career or your health or your family on the line, it's who you are internally and mentally and morally is on the line. What are you going to give? Right. And so I think by having those, it has helped me not fall back on them, but realize that no matter how bad life gets, there are still things I can accomplish and feel like I succeeded at. And where I picked this up, Again, this wasn't something that was explicitly said in the book. I, I extrapolated this for myself, but I took the concept from a book called Make Your Bed. Mm. Many of you probably heard this. It was a very famous uh, speech given by Admiral William McRaven at the Texas A&M University. But he actually had a book out before this that he wrote after he retired from the Navy. William McRaven, he was a Navy SEAL, uh, had an incredible career, accomplished things that most people would never come back from. Um, but he wrote a book uh, when someone asked him, hey, what do you think got you to where you are? He sat down, he pondered the question, and after some thought, he said, well, I made my bed every morning. <laughs> now you look at someone who's a very accomplished individual who's done things that a, only a percentage of a percentage of people could ever get through mentally, physically, career-wise. He said he, the, success, the success came from making his bed. And when asked deeper, he revealed in his book that every single day, the very first thing he did when he woke up, when he was in buds for the seals, was he had to make his bed perfectly. He had to make his bed perfectly. And he said, when I did that, my very first task of the day was a win. It was something I did right. I did correct. And he said, no matter how bad the rest of the day got, no matter how many times I messed up, how many times I'd rear on the obstacle course, be doused in cold water, Every single day when I came back after the worst of the worst, I came back to a perfectly made bed that I knew was my doing. And he said, I realized that no matter how bad it got, I at least had one victory for the day and I could do it again tomorrow. I love that. And when I looked at that, I realized that, okay, his worst case scenario was I'm going to make my bed every single day. And that was never his goal. Like his goal was to graduate buds, be a SEAL. That was all he focused on. Never once did he tell himself, I'm going to be the guy who makes the best bet ever because that was <laughs> his goal was to be a Navy SEAL. Right. In that, without him realizing, or maybe he had a different name for it than I do, but he had set a worst case scenario for himself that no matter what, I win this individual battle. Yeah. And at that point, no matter what happened, he can know he at least accomplished something. And I think that helped him keep him going. It took that very big goal, six months of buds, and broke it down to small attainable steps right. that were realistic, that were specific, that were measurable, and that had a timeline. And I think that helped him get through. And just, you know, for our listeners' sake, Caleb, just to paint a little bit of a different perspective on that worst case scenario that you uphold for yourself, I almost feel like it's equivalent to my daily standards, right? These are the things that I'm going to exercise and continue to push through and, and, you know, no matter what. And, you know, saying that, I, I think that's where it comes into, that's when you set these goals for yourself, no matter how big or how small, as you set out 
on your journey to attain and, and to reach those goals, you're going to be battling a lot of doubt. You're going to be battling a lot of adversities mentally that are going to try to pull you back into that old self that you, that you were before. And being conscious of that when you're slipping into depression or when you're slipping in to, to ways that you're not upholding your standards and catching yourself, having that self-awareness and accountability attached to it allows you to take a step back, look at your, look at what you're doing and say, okay, is this going to get me to where I want to go? Or is mm. this going to pull me back to who I was? Cause if it's pulling me back to who I was, then why am I going to do, it? why do I let myself be entertaining it and continuing to, you know, go through that process of that, using your worst case scenario goals or your daily standards, however you want to look at it. But yeah, just a, <laughs> just a little bit of a different perspective. I, I, I just want to kind of add it. Sure. No, I love that. And, you know, in closing out, um, it sounds like you have a very similar conversation in your head. Like I have a conversation in my head. I think that brings us to a, a very brief topic of just self-talk. You know, how do you talk to yourself? How do you view you know, your own influence and your own opinion in your mind in pursuit of your goals in life. Because realistically, there's always going to be someone telling you, hey, this isn't doable or hey, you should stop this. It's not worth it. But truth of the matter is, your goal is your goal because it came to you. It didn't right. come to them. You're the one who can make it true. And so when you think about someone else's words while you attempt your goal, understand that your words mean just as much. And who your words carry just as much weight as theirs. And I think that self-talk is so important because to me, when I'm pursuing a goal so easy, you might, I might have a stretch of X amount of days. And just keeping with, the gym, keeping with the gym analogy, especially a diet, I might go X amount of days killing my diet, but then all of a sudden comes the quote cheat day everybody talks about. <laughs> and so people ask, the question, well, yeah, people ask the question, well, one day doesn't matter, does it? And my favorite question back to them is, well, does it? <laughs> One day doesn't matter, does it? Well, does it? I mean, think okay. about your life. Your life can change in one second. Imagine what one day could do. And understand that when you go to the gym and when you're on a diet or you're working towards something, one day realistically isn't going to throw you terribly off. But it's the habit of telling yourself, hey, it doesn't really matter that much if I slack, if I slip off. And I'm not sitting here telling you that I never have a cheat day. I'm not sitting here telling you that I, I have every day in the gym where I'm doing I'm every single day giving my absolute best at everything that I do because there are definitely some days, some weeks even, it's just like, hey, I'm not on my game. But do I tell myself it's a bad week? Or hey, I need it's a bad day. Is, is this a slump? Or is this, hey, an opportunity where I need to make a stretch? Right. So coming down to it, I think when we look at it and we look at these goals, Aaron, you know, we summarized it beautifully and you summarized it beautifully is number one, having a reason why you do it personally, but also having a reason beyond just your immediate self as to why you do this and having that emotional connection to it. But then breaking that down into smart, attainable steps that you can measure that are realistic for where you are now, but are going to push you. And I think third, setting goals both for your career or both for your life and setting goals that are going to push you, but also goals that, Hey, no matter what, if everything goes away, what are some things that I can do to make sure that I make my daily bed, my daily emotional bed, my daily, have a win. yeah, yeah, my, my, my relationship bed, how can I make my career bed? What are way, what is your bed? And then yeah. once you set that, you now have the ability, you have the destination to make those decisions to determine your direction to get there. Yeah. So, I mean, with all of our listeners, 
who are listening. Uh, I just, you know, challenge you guys just to take a moment this week before the new year, not on the new year, not the day after, but before the new year. If you're serious about wanting to do better, to increase your your mindset, to increase your, your career, to increase your personal life or how you approach things around your family and so on, I encourage you to sit down and actually take a moment just to think about these things. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. It doesn't have to be anything long, but just set a trajectory. What you want to achieve and then how you're going to start working towards it. What are these little things when and, and start training yourself to find opportunities to deploy it, you know, find opportunities to challenge your, your goal as far as where you're going to go. Is it, hey, you know, I didn't go to the gym yesterday. I'm going to take today off, too. Or is it, you know, I didn't eat, you know, just have scenarios where you're challenging yourself, put yourself in a situation where. You get to uphold those standards and build that self-confidence within yourself and trust, ultimately trust and continuing to build little, little spurts of motivation and, and momentum going forward so that you can obtain these goals moving into 2023 and actually make 2023 year year and not just say, not just saying, you know, to actually set back, look back at your year and say, hey. I did this, 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 and then look back at those goals and start checking them off. Absolutely. Uh, 